Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast. Um, normally, what we do in the podcast is kind of go back over to the Sunday's message and talk about some of the extra points related to the message. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm Paul Coleman, the teaching pastor here at Moberly, and I've got with me today Tim Wedby, who serves as our Senior Associate Pastor for Worship and Administration, and Andy Hill, who is our Executive Pastor of Ministries here. And what we thought we would do is talk a little bit about the search process and our interim pastor process so the church, so you guys could know specifically kind of how those things have worked behind the scenes and kind of see some of the God sightings that have gone on in the midst of that. So, Tim, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about you work, one of your responsibilities to work with the Committee on Committees and be the staff liaison to them, and you guys have been responsible for sort of taking the nominations and forming the search committee that we'll vote on here in a couple of weeks. So talk about that process a little bit and how you've seen God work through that. Yeah, so... Well, first of all, if you don't know, the Committee on Committees is the committee in the church that's responsible for staffing all the committees. So uh, that's kind of an interesting <laughs> way of doing it. But uh, uh, so the Committee on Committees started back in uh, June, uh, putting together basically the, I guess you'd say, qualifications and expectations of what uh, we would want the pastor search committee individuals to uh, to kind of possess and to help us in, in our guidance in selecting those individuals. And so we worked through that. And we actually connected with uh, Tony Wolf at the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention, and he did a Zoom call with us and uh, just kind of helped us uh, craft and develop kind of our, our bullet points of what we wanted those uh, qualifications to look like. And uh, so we worked through those through the month of June and into July, and um, long about July, we, we kind of settled on what those uh, qualifications would be. And... Um, from there, we went into August, and if you'll remember, uh, first part of August, we opened it up to the church uh, to make nominations uh, for individuals that they would like to see serve on the pastor search committee, and um, man, we were really blown away. We had um, 150-something individuals uh, that were nominated. There were over 200 actual submissions, obviously some of those being duplicates, but uh, we were pretty blown away at 150-something individuals and um, and a little overwhelmed at that even as mm-hmm. well, uh, when you think of uh, taking 150-something people and boiling it down to nine members and two alternates. So uh, there was a lot to that, but um, uh, so the church had a couple of weeks to give uh, their nominations for that. And so once those wrapped up, we uh, we took those 150 names and uh, we started working. And we met week after week until we were able to boil it down to uh, those nine members and two alternates. And, um, you know, out of those 150 names, though, one of the things that really impressed me and it just made me really proud of our church is that, um, man, we could have put together multiple search committees because the names of the people that were submitted were just awesome people. And uh, we were very blessed with that. But it, it, but the flip side of that challenge was then trying to get down to just nine members and two alternates, which was uh, kind of a challenge, as you can imagine. But uh, so we started out our first week. We took those names. And uh, before we really dug into it, we did another Zoom call, but this time we did it with Bryant Wright, who um, you guys remember, as you know, has preached here a couple of times in the last month. And so Bryant really challenged our group and he talked to our our committee about um, things to look for in individuals that would be serving. And um, and the, really the thing that, that stuck out to me, and I think that really stuck out to our committee, 
was that in thinking of how to get from 150-something names down to really 11 names is what we were landing on, um, he really challenged our group in in how we seek the Lord. And um, that we can look at lots of qualifications and characteristics, and we can look at a lot of things about individuals, but in the end, um, going to the Lord and letting God speak to our hearts and really um, letting God lead us to the names that He wants uh, to serve on that committee and and um, and I tell you, at the end of that Zoom call, you could you could just feel the room um, at the end of it go from okay, some some stress of how are we going to do this to just some real peace in the room. And so uh, the the group took all those names, and um, over the next week, they just started praying through who who does God want to see serve on this uh, committee. And interestingly enough, within one week of, of the six members going out and praying, uh, we came back the next week and there were already three or four names that rose to the top. And we began to do that week after week. And God just, he just allowed those names to kind of just, just float to the top. And, and it took what looked to be quite a, quite a task, you know, and it really, uh, it simplified it. And it really took our, our team on, uh, on a spiritual journey to, uh, to end up at those names. And um, it's really cool. We got to the end of, I don't know, it's probably three, four, five weeks that we, we've been going through that process. And, and, and that that committee ended up just unanimous without question that, that man, they had the right names. And so it's just real encouraging the whole process. That is, I think people might, that, I think that'd be a point of interest for people in our church. How did you get from 150 names to the 11 that you ultimately have? And, and to know that it was a total God thing is, should be confirmation to our whole church. Certainly it was for you guys to see God work among multiple people praying individually away from one another and that's so encouraging to know that all of us want the same thing. We want God to put this committee together, and we want God to lead us to the next pastor. And and I love Brian's advice. Let's just lean on the Lord. Let's don't right. make this a matter of logic necessarily or any other you know outside external qualifications list that we might come up with. Let's just take it to the Lord. You know, I love yeah. that. Yeah, you know, we ended up with just a great uh, variety of people on the team. Um, there's about a fifty age, uh, sp- fifty year span of, of ages from about twenty eight all the way up to about seventy eight that that are on the committee, and uh, lots of different backgrounds, lots of different areas in the church that people serve in, and uh, so we wanted a lot of variety that would really represent the church well um, from from uh, just all aspects of the church, and I think uh, I think the committee did a great great job of landing on that. So I think uh, people are going to be very pleased when they see the list. Talk about how people will find out, because I know we're going to vote on this, and Andy's going to talk about that in a little bit, about when we're going to vote on this in a couple of weeks on the 27th, how that's going to work in the morning worship services. So that people may want to, they're going to know before that time who these people are. So talk about how they'll find that information out. Yeah, so the um, the list of names who's been uh, selected will be in an email that will go out to the church. And um, so they should have that email probably around Thursday or Friday of this week and um, give people plenty of time to look over the names. And if they don't know and want to ask some questions about uh, who some of the individuals are, give them plenty of time to do that and give them time to pray through that list as well and to pray for those individuals. Um, But yeah, they should know sometime this week who the names are. That's great. And you know, um, there probably will be some people on the list that not everyone knows. That's the great thing about having a diverse church is it, you know, it's not, you don't know everybody in the church, but 
you have to trust the processes and, and trust that we are a congregational church. And so they're going to get a chance to voice uh, any questions and also to vote at some point on this. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's interesting because, you know, as we work through those names, um, we didn't know every single one of them either. And um, God led us to some names that quite frankly, um, uh, that we all didn't necessarily know really well. And so part of this process, and I didn't mention it earlier, but part of the process was that we did interviews with, with each one of these people that are on the committee and and um, some of them, which I knew very well already, but we still did the interviews with them and dug into their their spiritual life and their personal life. And uh, and uh, the ones we didn't know as well, it was very informing too. But even even the ones that we knew well, um, I was just talking with Jan Groenwald out in the hallway a while ago, and um, the ones we knew well, it was just so cool to hear their story again and to hear them talk about their journey they're on right now with God and how um, some of them in this process uh they they had been sensing God leading them to serve on this committee wow. and didn't know they were even going to get that call but they got that call and it was like man I've I've just felt God leading me that direction so so many just confirming things in yeah. the process of of selecting this group and as we interviewed each one um you know uh just hearing their stories and hearing their their journeys with the Lord has been so encouraging um um so I I I'm I'm encouraged by the list yeah, I, I and really we, am we know we we talk about this all all the time, one of the principles of experiencing God is that God's always at work. We right. know that. We don't doubt that. Uh, we sing about that. We sang about it this past Sunday. God's at work when I can't see Him, when I can't feel Him. He's still at work. And to hear those stories, that you go, okay, God, yeah, confirm that He's already been at work in these people's hearts. So it's no wonder that He would lead us to them. Right. And so that, you know, the church, families, you hear this, you just need to have the assurance. I wanted you to hear about, and Tim did too. That process, so you'd have the assurance going forward that this is a thing that God is involved in and leading us through. It's not just human wisdom at work here, but it really is divine um, action and direction from God. Yeah, and and I think you know Jonathan Horn's been the chairman of this committee um, all along, and the thing that I've just appreciated from Jonathan is every every meeting started on our knees and every meeting oh, wow. ended on our knees. That's cool. And so it is something that's been um, deeply bathed in prayer. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So Andy, talk a little bit about if you want to um, <clears throat> kind of the next couple of weeks because we're going to have a couple opportunities for people. So Tim mentioned they'll get an email this week and they'll find out the names. And then if they have questions about that or um, or actually the voting that will happen, whatever, um, Talk about how they can access those meetings, where times, those kind of things. So uh, it is important uh, for us to, to allow the church members to have an opportunity to ask questions uh, specifically about our search committee and uh, also potentially about Bryant and the interim process. And so um, we want to make sure and offer opportunities, and, and we're going to do that prior to the 27th. And so there's going to be three different opportunities, two here on our Longview campus and, and one on our Marshall campus. And so on the 20th, following uh, our services that morning at noon, <clears throat> we'll have representatives um, in the hospitality room. And so if you uh, had any questions and uh, any interest and uh, or even just a curiosity and wanted to know a little bit more about that process and not only how things have, have happened or but how things are going to happen as we uh, come to the vote on the 27th, 
Um, you could come by the hospitality room then, or you could do it also on Wednesday night if you couldn't stick around that day for whatever reason. Uh, on the 23rd uh, at 6 o'clock here, again, in the hospitality room, and those are both on the Longview campus. And then uh, for our Marshall campus, we want to make that available as well. And so on the 20th uh, at noon, uh, just there in the worship center, you could stick around and you could come and you could ask questions because it does matter to us. Uh, we want our membership involved in this. We This is not just something that our, pers- uh, our pastor search committee is going to launch into, but this is a journey for all of us uh, right. as individuals and as a church. And so uh, we want you to be involved and we want you to participate actively in this process. And so uh, those are going to be three opportunities to ask questions. And part of why we want to do that <clears throat> is because uh, we want everyone to be a part, particularly uh, when we when we have this vote uh, to to make these decisions. These are big decisions for the life and the future of our church, and. Um, we're going to do that at the end of our worship services on both campuses. So on the 27th, both here in Longview and, and over in Marshall, uh, we're going to be um, having a vote. We're going to enter into church-called conferences. Uh, and because we're doing those in different services and, and on two separate campuses, uh, parliamentary procedure just makes us unable to uh, actually have discussion and field questions at the time of the vote. Um, and so we wanted to make sure and have those offerings uh, prior to the 27th. And so uh, we're going to offer those three different times to try to invite everybody into this process. And then uh, we want as many people to try to make it a point to be a, uh, there those days. Uh, and we know several still may be unable to come. And uh, we would love for you still to be able to feel like you're a part. And, and so even those times to come and question and, and just to, to share your thoughts, we would encourage everyone to take advantage of some of these opportunities. And so let me speak to that real quick. If you're, if you're a person that hasn't been attending on our campus the last few weeks because of your concerns for COVID or something else, I would say the 8 o'clock service is probably your best opportunity to be in the room with the least amount of people. Mm. So if you're concerned about that, there's still tons of room in our worship center at 8 o'clock for you to sit isolated, socially distanced. We clean that room uh, during the week between each of the services, sanitize the surfaces. And so it is a safe environment to be in. You can feel free to wear a mask or gloves or whatever you want to do. That's totally up to you, and, and people do that. And so because this is so important in the life of our church, I would encourage you to, if, if you don't want to miss that Sunday, and we certainly don't want you to, and you're concerned about being in a crowded situation, to come to the 8 o'clock service that day. And then our Hispanic service, they'll be our Hispanic congregation will be joining us at 11, right? Yeah, so our Hispanic congregation is going to come and join us in the 11 o'clock uh, service for the entire hour so we can worship together. Uh, we certainly want them to be able to, to be a part as well. Uh, you know, we're, we're one church, and so we want to pull everybody in, and we want everyone to have an active part, an active role. That's uh, great. So the, the third, or not, I guess I say the second thing, we talked about the search committee. Let's talk about Bryant a little bit. Um, Bryant Wright, as you know, church, as Tim mentioned, and you've been paying attention, he preached here a couple of times for us in the last couple of weeks. And um, he's a candidate, has been the leading candidate in our hearts and minds to be the interim pastor for us to take yeah, us from right. this point to 
the time that we call a pastor ultimately. And uh, we just weren't sure. We knew that he was somebody that would be our first choice. I say we, the, some of our staff and our lay leadership that had been involved, our deacon leadership behind the scenes because of the kind of man that he is and his experience and just um, just the, the level of expertise and wisdom he could bring to us during this transition. And so we weren't sure initially whether he wasn't sure whether his schedule would permit it. He certainly was interested in doing it. And now he feels like that's something that he can do. And so talk about our deacons Sunday night, met with him by Zoom and did kind of an interview with him and, and kind of where that process is going, Andy. So, yeah, we had the opportunity for our deacons to uh, spend some time with him, about 30, 40 minutes on the phone, and uh, Bryant addressed uh, quite a few questions and, and issues, topics that our deacons wanted to uh, hear about uh, from his heart. And uh, Bryant's just a real genuine guy, uh, very transparent, and uh, everyone in the room just has a sense uh, of his concern and his love and his care, both for the kingdom and for the Lord, uh, and then also his heart for Moberly and and for these kinds of transition processes. Bryant is a strong leader, and, and so as he shared, it just became very evident really to everyone in the room that this, this would be uh, the right move forward. And so our deacons did choose to affirm uh, Bryant to, to come before the church to uh, become our interim for this transition time. Uh, you know, Bryant <clears throat> does have a, a, a significant uh, schedule with his role and his job, but uh, is going to be uh, able to be available for us on Sunday mornings uh, to preach throughout that transition time. Uh, we'll still have the opportunity to have Paul in the pulpit and hear from him, and, and we'll still have the opportunity to have some guest speakers in at times. Uh, Bryant will be here, though, a significant amount of that transition time and be able to uh, to share with us and, and teach us. Uh, so we're excited about the opportunity as, uh, as the personnel committee uh, nears that decision to present him to the church. Uh, and as our deacons have affirmed presenting him on the 27th as part of that, that meeting, uh, for you, our members, to be able to uh, also affirm and call him to come be our interim pastor during this transition. So I feel like, you know, and I think you guys agree, this past six months has been so unusual for so many reasons in the life of our church, and yet we've made it through these six months, and not just made it. I mean, we've seen people come to Christ and be baptized, and even people have engaged with membership and involvement in our church that weren't previously involved in our church before six months ago. So God has just given us affirmations that He's still at work here. But I feel like, I don't know, you guys can speak to it, I feel like this next phase is very exciting because, in a sense, this last six months has been about healing a lot of it. And now we are still healing, but now we're looking forward and we're, we're taking the steps that we need to to move forward. And we needed this time, but now it's time to move forward. And so I'm, I'm really excited about this next phase leading into the time when we ultimately call our next pastor. So I don't know if either one of y'all want to speak to that. Just Yeah, you know, there's a psalm that says, uh, happy are the hearts of those who are engaged in the pilgrimage or the journey. And um, I think we're we're getting to that next stage of this journey or this pilgrimage, and part of part of what I like about the idea of pilgrimage is that um, there is a a goal. We're headed somewhere. 
Uh, we're not out here wandering aimlessly uh, in a barren place. And I know there's been seasons in the last six months that have felt a little barren, but I, I'm excited because I sense God doing something. And I sense when I when I sense the, the unity in a room uh, with a committee coming together for a search process, or I sense the unity in the room with deacons, or I sense the unity in the room with our, our pastors and our ministers in different situations, uh, it really does stir in me uh, more hope because I know that God is at work and God is up to something. He's stirring in the hearts of our people. And so uh, I'm happy because we're on this journey and we're headed somewhere and we're getting to that next stage and beginning to press forward into our future. Absolutely. Tim, anything to add? Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I I think, you know, especially with all the stuff going on in our world and in our country these days, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to have... Uh, something like this that we're all rallying around as a church that uh, we can come together. And and obviously we come together for the gospel and for the truth of who Jesus is, but something very tangible like this that is a a big part of setting the course for our church in the future. I think in the midst of just where everyone is, it's it's great to have something like this as for a church for us to rally around and come together for and and to pray for Um, something very big. You know, the 21 days of prayer, you're going to hear about that in the days ahead. That's going to kick off on the 28th. And um, I just, uh, I'm excited about uh, where we're positioned and where, where the future's taking us. And, um, and there's just no doubt in my mind, God has great things ahead for us. Mm, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the journey and I'm ready to get going. Yeah, me too. Well, guys, thanks for your time today. And, and church family, I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, if you have questions, don't hesitate to come and ask those. We want to help you um, to be a part of this process, this pilgrimage that we're on as a church as well. So thanks for tuning into the Extra Point podcast today. And if you uh, don't have a church home or you're not uh, able to uh, necessarily come in person, you can always find us at myrelly.org. Thanks. <laughs>